No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents, right now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Mary Magdalene, New Right Network, you've joined the Right Now podcast. We are the fresh voice of new media. I am here with Karen Smith. She was born in South Africa. She came over here and was naturalized nine years ago. And now she's a radio host of Radio Free South Africa. Karen, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I've had a very interesting life, Mary. Very, very interesting. It will take me hours to tell you all about it. But I was actually born in Rhodesia. And uh, during the Civil War there, my, my dad was on block watch one night. And he was attacked by a group of people who left him for dead on our front porch. And that night, my youngest brother was born prematurely um, from the shock my mom had. He was born at home. And a little while later, when my dad recovered, he said, look, I've got five kids under 10 years old. This is no way for them to live. We're leaving. So we were allowed to take with us what we could fit in our vehicle. Now, you can imagine five kids, one of them a newborn and two adults, what you can fit in your vehicle. Absolutely nothing. So my parents left everything behind and we left. And we went to Southwest West Africa, now called Namibia. Well, we were held hostage in our house there for three days by a group of people who were coming through to perform terrorist acts in South Africa. And oh once my. more, my father said, I can't, I can't subject my children to this. We have to leave. So we went to South Africa. Now, South Africa was great. It was really great at that time. But it is now become, um, I don't know if you're allowed to use that word on this network, but um, it was immortalized by President Trump saying some of these African countries are such not, not nice people. Shitholes, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> shithole. And it has countries. literally become that under the communist government there. Yeah. So I got here and I thought that the media would be alive with the murders in South Africa. There are at least 57 a day in a country as the size of Texas, murders, and Interpol says it's probably double that. So I thought that the, oh, wow. the, the airwaves here would be screaming about it, which they weren't. So I persuaded a couple of show hosts to talk about South Africa, not doing it myself. I, I got South Africans to come in and talk about it. I was just the middleman. And I was dragged kicking and screaming into doing this show of my own. <laughs> And it's been going for nine years now. Um, I'm just hoping that people are listening and waking up because the things that we've gone through in the last 25 years, America and the rest of the European world, the white world, is suffering the same things right now. This is what, I, yeah, this is what uh, you are seeing. What you ran from, what you fled from, you're seeing that start to take root here in America now. What are your thoughts on that? Give me your thoughts on that. Well, you know, it start, 
it started very simply. When the ANC took over in 1994, the first thing they did was take away our guns. They disarmed the populace. Uh -huh. Now, th that was easy for them because under the National Party, the, the dreaded apartheid government, you had to register your gun. So when the ANC took over, they had this lovely database of where you lived and what guns you owned. So we being very law-abiding people and basically believing that the government is here to help you, which I don't believe anymore, but I did then. We mostly handed in our firearms. So we were disarmed and there was a thing called the Commando Corps that took care of the farmers because farms are very widely dispersed in South Africa. It's a very arid country, hard to farm and so the farms are huge and they widely spread. So we had the commander corps that looked after them and they were disbanded by the government as well. And at the same time, they then decided that they had to bring in affirmative action um, to raise the black side, which everybody thought was not a bad thing, but there was no sunset clause on that. And as the years passed, affirmative action became- So, so just for a second, tell everybody what a sunset clause is. Oh, there's no end to it. A sunset clause means until such and such a date, this law is in place to protect the majority from the minority, which is how it is in South Africa. The whites are about 3 million people and they're about 70 million blacks. So these laws are in place to protect the 70 million from the 3 million whites. And uh, as the- Even though part, they're outnumbered. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> a, lot, a lot. Yeah, so. very, very badly outnumbered. Mm -hmm. So these laws then got worse and worse, and they became broad-based black economic empowerment, which they are today, which means if you as a human being, as a person, have a company, you have to give 51% of that company to black people, whether they're qualified or not, whether they do any work or not, you have to have a 51% black owner, as it were, of your business. And if you're a big company, then you have to have 80% black in every level of your organization, from management down to floor cleaners, which essentially means that out of every 100 employees, only three of them may be white because they have to have Indians, they have to have coloreds, they have to have, so about three out of a hundred are allowed to be white, which in the end meant that thousands upon thousands upon thousands of whites lost their jobs. Now, given those laws, they will never get another job, ever. So what happened to them was, they then lose their house because they couldn't pay the mortgage. The kids would be taken out of their good schools because they couldn't pay it. Um, possibly even their vehicles were taken away. A lot of people started living in their vehicles under a tree in the bush. Now in South Africa, that is a very, very dangerous thing to do because the politicians before every political meeting sing a song called Kill the Boer. Now the Boer translated means farmer, but in today's South Africa, it means white person. So uh, from our um, president downwards, they dance on stage and sing the song, bring me my machine gun, we're going to kill the Boer, the white people. Um, so it is very, very dangerous to be on your own in South Africa. 
So what a group of people did, and, and I raised money to help them, was we put money together and got some white camps going um, where they could at least have the illusion of safety. But uh, there are not enough of them now because um, of the political turmoil in South Africa and because of the leader of the economic freedom fighters, Julius Malema, saying that we are not calling for the genocide of all whites yet. And he said that on government-run television. He said yet. Yet, yet. And so when he was taken to the Human Rights Court for, for hate speech, he was let off because he wasn't calling for it now. So, so that it wasn't hate speech at all. Of course not. Yeah. So what I'm seeing here is that you have a bunch of people, very, very, very vocal people, calling for yeah. socialism in, in this country. Now, the rest of us have jobs. We're too busy working, uh, sending our children to school, maintaining our households, to take to the streets and yell like these people who live in their mom's basements um, and ah. uh, don't work. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, know, I agree. <laughs> That's perfect. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I, so, I really try to be politically correct, but it's really hard. I don't do political correctness, so... Okay, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you don't either. So you, what you're saying is that the current politics that people are, are hollering for right now here in the United States, give me free everything. This is what lead, led to the problems in South Africa, and you're seeing that happening here. Yeah, absolutely. Because when the, when the NC government with St. Nelson Mandela, who the whole world has turned into a saint, who is actually a murderous terrorist, he was not put in jail for being a freedom fighter, as the world has been told. He was put in jail because there were 176 counts of murder, treason against the state, uh, etc., of which 150 he didn't even dispute. He didn't even dispute them. He set off bombs or was instrumental in setting off bombs in restaurants, police stations, um, railway stations, etc. So just innocent people? Innocent people. Yes. Oh boy. So he was not, as the world was told, put in jail for fighting for freedom. He was put in jail for crimes against the state and murder. Anyway, when, when he finally got out of jail and became the president, he promised the black people everything or for nothing. There was going to be the same as here. It'll ring a bell for you. Free education, free oh college for all. Um, free housing, free lights, free water, free every damn thing. And of course, they could not produce. So, Well, I mean, they'd have to have somebody to pay for it, right? Yeah, there's no such thing as free. Somebody pays for it. Yeah. And even today, the majority of taxpayers in South Africa are whites. So this tiny little number of whites are expected to pay for this enormous number of freebies so when they didn't deliver oh they were all getting free houses and this is where all the trouble in south africa started they're getting free houses everybody was good. every black person not whites none of this applies to whites by the way they were not getting free anything only the blacks they didn't get them 
And the houses that they have now built in squatter camps, they want running water, they want hot water, they want roads, they want electricity. <coughs> Excuse me. And of course, the local municipalities, what you call here town councils, don't have the money to provide it. So they take to the streets and they burn everything in sight. They burn the grocery stores, they burn the schools, they burn the houses, they burn the buses, they burn the trains. And then the following day, when there aren't enough trains to take them to work, they burn the train station because the train didn't come that they burnt yesterday. And and the beginning of this school year, there were three schools that were burnt down at the end of last year were not rebuilt. So they burnt down another six because those schools were not rebuilt. So I see that kind of violent um, taking to the streets, screaming for freebies happening here mm -hmm. that has happened in South Africa. And it becomes a total disaster for the country. There, there, there is no way out of it because these people through school, through university, have been so indoctrinated into the government will take care of you and you deserve. Uh, in South Africa, it's like this, hands on, I deserve, I deserve. Are they getting like that here? The, the, the youth who have this idea that the world owes them something, and so they should take to the streets. Um, it, it's a very, very bad road to go down. It is. It is. Now, you said something interesting to me. You said something about all of these politics leading to homelessness for people. And, and I heard it kind of when you, when you said, uh, now the people in South Africa, they didn't have a job anymore, so they couldn't pay for, you know, their schooling and, and all of this other stuff. Explain that to us. You, you, you feel like these policies are leading to the homeless problem, especially in California, places like that. We have homeless people everywhere. Well, California, I, th I think the basic problem in California, and I, and I, I don't want to speak as if I'm a, a well-informed person because I, people tell me I'm not an American, so I shouldn't. But I do follow oh, the news. Oh, my gosh. You've and been naturalized, right? Yeah, I am. Oh, I'm you're an African American. American. <laughs> an American, period. <laughs> right. You used so, to be African. <laughs> yes, yes. So. so I do come from Africa, which is more than most African Americans do. I true, that's the truth. Anyway, um, California has taxed people out of existence, ha have made it impossible to own a home because they're too expensive. And you know people, to, this is also probably not the right thing to say, but in your, your colleges today, we call them universities. They study subjects that are absolutely useful, useless in the workforce. I mean, what is gender studies? What kind of job are you ever going to get with a degree in gender studies or one of these equally stupid things that they insist on in college? So these people come out of college and can't get a job. And there's an awful lot of drugs, terrible, terrible amount of drugs. I mean, I, I've seen the pictures of the, 
the syringes lying all over the streets. And then they pass laws that people are allowed to poop in the streets and the shop owners are now not allowed to spray it off the street with a power hose because that's racist. So places like California are looking for their own downfall. It's very much like the whole of South Africa. The rich get rich and the poor get poorer and the poor then end up because they drive the housing prices up so much the poor can't afford it so the american dream is not possible and these people then i don't know if it's an escapism that they take to drugs but eventually they end up living in the streets but somebody still has to pay for that it's not free to live in the streets and so business owners are then leaving california and going somewhere else because they don't like what they've created there and taking their mess with them to other states, which are now going to become that way. Because if you look at Austin here in Texas, it has gone exactly the same way. They passed it all recently that people are allowed to camp in the streets, which our government is now trying to reverse that law, but they passed it. And the, the streets have become impossible for normal people to go about their business, for business owners to even get in their front door in the morning. Um, it's a complete disruption of life. Yes, it's an absolute disaster that this country seems to be screaming that they want. Now, I'm sure it's not the majority. It's the squeaky wheel get, gets the oil. So these squeaky wheels, the minority of them, that make the most noise and have the time to be bussed all over the country by Soros and people of that sort to attend these protests, they have the time to do it. And they are very vocal and very violent. And they beat up people and they pick on people who are elderly or young or weak or show weakness. And they think they're great. And then what the government does is say it's white nationalism that's the problem. And Antifa, anti-First Amendment, are perfectly okay. They're not terrorists. Those who are standing up to them or those that they are picking on, we are the terrorists. Now, it's exactly what happened in South Africa. The blacks are not the terrorists. It's the small, small minority group of whites who caused every problem in the world. There was a newspaper headline today in South Africa. One of our government ministers says, you cannot say that blacks are criminals. It was the whites that brought crime to to South Africa. And that is why the blacks are taken to the streets and looting and burning. Now, I see the same thing happening here. And it scares me beyond reason. Because America is that beautiful, bright city on the hill. That is what the rest of the world aspires to and wants to be part of. But we are losing it. Minute by minute, you are losing it because your children are not taught civics in school anymore. They're not taught the Bill of Rights. They are not taught the Constitution. They don't know what rights they should have. And therefore, when they lose them, they don't even notice it. And I worry that when the older people who are now 
very patriotic and very aware of what their rights are. When they pass on, what is going to happen to this country? It might not right. take that long, given the way it's going right now. Right. So give us a few minutes uh, and speak from your heart. What should America, what should we do? The, the majority of us who are not the squeaky wheel, we're not loud, we're not, we aren't trying to get out there and, and do something. Now, I know that getting loud and getting vocal is a, is a good idea, but it, there has to be a specific way to accomplish this. We have to have a strategy of some sort. How do we get our country back? Well, I know I, I have 350 show hosts on, the, on my list of friends. And I know that those people have been trying for decades now to wake up the, the general American population who either are too tired, too busy, or too interested in sport and drinking beer at the weekends to wake up and take notice. We have to get, I don't mean take to the streets louder. We have to get louder. We have to have a bigger presence than we have now. But with the tech companies working against us and trying to silence us, that is going to be a challenge. But we need to speak out. We need to, I, I don't think that taking to the streets is going to help. And we need to inform ourselves. It's people like yourself and myself that are out there all the time informing them. This politician is rubbish. This politician is not working for you. This politician needs to go look at their voting records. Look at what they're doing. Do not go and vote the straight Republican ticket. Do not vote the straight Democratic ticket. Look at their records. Look at who they are. If you believe that voting can change things, then vote carefully. Look at who you're voting for. Don't just rush in there and say, Republican ticket and leave. I examine everything. I look at everybody before I vote because I am terrified that this country is falling apart at the seams and you're not going to know it in a couple of years. If one of these people on the Democratic ticket actually win, I hate to think where you are going to be within a year of them being in power. They are going to take everything away from you, starting with your guns, your protection, and your free speech. All of it is going to be taken away from you. So if you are a person who believes that voting works, vote carefully, get involved at your own state and town level. Um, I'm involved in a lot of things in my little town. Yeah, it's a running grand-down little village. But if you don't start cleaning up your own backyard, nothing is ever going to happen. So I believe that's where you have to start. Take an interest, attend the meetings, go against them if they're doing something you don't want. Post it on Facebook, form a committee to get your, your friends and neighbors involved. Rush the town council meetings, be vocal there. Tell them you are not getting away with this in the dark of night, like they're doing this impeachment thing. Mm. undercovers behind locked doors yeah. don't let them do it but start at your own town level mm -hmm. that's what i think is the only way we're going to change this 
So you mentioned this impeachment thing. Uh, as you might know, was it 47? 47 Republican mm. representatives. Sort of, I like to call it, they stormed the Bastille. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is this, uh, is this something that along the lines of what you're thinking? They need, they need to do that. We pay their salaries. They have done absolutely nothing. Sorry, lady life work, nothing in the last two or three years. They have achieved nothing. They have not listened to one word of what the people want. And it is time that they stood up and did something. So I was very proud of them yesterday. I was, yeah, watching this lot happening. Oh, go, go. Yes, it's about <laughs> damned time they did what we paid them to do, which is represent us in Congress, not sit there back there and say, yes, but we can't because they are trained in a million excuses. Now stand up and do something. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> that I thought it was cool. I thought oh, that was a I really, thought it was great. Really great. Cool. They must do it again. <laughs> Karen, how do people get a hold of you? What do you uh, do you have a social media or anything like that? I do. I'm on to my shame. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a million Karen Smiths on Facebook. I'm a little map of Texas with a yellow rose in the middle that you'll find me that way. I have a website, RadioFreeSouthAfrica.com. Um, you can listen to us on Radio Free South Africa on Tuesday afternoons at 1300 Central Time on Revolution Radio at Freedom Slips. And you can hear us on Wednesday nights at 1900 Central Time on Resolution Radio, on Blog Talk Radio, um, and on many other shows. I'm on Jeff Renz. I, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm, you know, you'll find me. I have a sadly neglected YouTube channel because they keep taking me down. So I've kind of given up on it. But there are about 100 videos on there of shows we've done. It's also Radio Free South Africa or Karen Smith. You'll find it on YouTube. It's been neglected because I don't see the point anymore. Mm. Follow me, Miss Mary Cafefe. Follow New Right Network at New Right Network. This has been the Right Now podcast. We are talking with radio show host Karen Smith. Join us again next time. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.